Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast and video series of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record of the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm Charles Kaufman, Senior Editor of Cargo Facts. I'm Jeff Lee, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. And this is the weekly wrap for the week of January 11th, 2021, our first weekly wrap of the new year. So happy new year to all of our listeners. Now, before we begin, I'd like to thank our CargoFax subscribers and our sponsors, which include 321 Precision Conversions, ACI Aero Capital, AEI, Baltic Exchange, Innovative Solutions and Support, and Rostrum Leasing. If you're not already subscribed, we invite you to start your free trial today at CargoFacts.com. Now, as is typical for this time of year, we often find ourselves reflecting on freighters, freighter orders logged uh, during the previous year. Uh, our January feature was no different, and it looks at um, you know what was a relatively quiet year for production freighter orders, particularly because of the fewer options available. Uh, Jeff, what can what, what can you tell us about uh, uh, production freighter orders in 2020? So as you said, it was a relatively slow year for, for Boeing, um, and they only received orders for a total of 15 uh, freighter aircraft. And that included three that were previously uh, destined for, for Volga Nepa Group of Russia and um, then remarketed. And those 15 orders came from five customers. Um, on the deliveries side, they delivered 46 freighter aircraft last year. Um, and come, so compared with 2019, um, Boeing had orders for 28 freighters and 50, delivered 52 uh, freighters. So perhaps, uh, you know, given the strange year that 2020 was, perhaps it wasn't too surprising that uh, the performance last year was was below uh, that of the year before, but uh, the deliveries actually wasn't, um, that wasn't too bad compared to 2019, and that was still above the, the five-year average. So, um, and now that we're in 2021, uh, we're just in the second week, but we've already seen uh, quite a bit of activity um, on the production freighter side. Uh, first, we had Airbus, in Airbus's official numbers, um, it turns out that Turkey's MNG airlines actually cancelled their remaining orders for three A330 freighters in December. Um, that order actually had been stagnant for a few years, and we know that the airline uh, is, or were, they had been looking at conversions. So uh, overall, the 330 freighter program, uh, it's very possible that that program will stay at just uh, 38 units built and delivered. Um, and moving to Boeing, we now know that the final 747-8s will be going to Atlas Air. Um, and that was good news, but was it that much of a surprise? I mean, certainly it's, it's, it is big news for, for Atlas, uh, for Boeing, the uh, the net order total really did not change at all. So we've we've known that with production ending in 2022, 
uh, there would be a, a fixed number of 747-8 freighters uh, rolling off the, those, the assembly line, uh, most of which are, are, are going to UPS. Uh, now, the opportunity for, for Atlas to purchase these four units really is a result of uh, what had been in, in a dispute between Boeing and the Volta Never Group uh, in early 2020. Of course, looking back to last year, the air freight market dynamics were quite different. And uh, Volta Never was, was unable to take delivery of, of one of, of five uh, 747-8s on order and essentially declared force mature on, on the remaining orders. Um, according to its contractual uh, agreement with Boeing, um, you know, after failing to take delivery of the aircraft, Boeing was able to start remarketing the 747s. And, and that is what we are essentially seeing with this, this Atlas order. So um, that will um, you know, mean that the final 747-8s will be delivered to, to uh, UPS and Atlas. You know, in, in terms of, is it surprising that Atlas uh, took, uh, took these final airframes? Probably, uh, you know, certainly not. They are the largest uh, operator of the 747 freighter platform. I can imagine that Boeing was in talks with a number of 747-8 operators. Um, and, and yeah, these, these uh, aircraft will go to, uh, um, to, to Atlas. Now, th that wasn't the only order that uh, was logged or uh, announced formally uh, this, this past week. We also saw a top-up order, triple uh, seven uh, freighter order from DHL uh, Express. Jeff, you've you've reported on this extensively over the the past year since uh, since DHL first ordered triple uh, sevens from Boeing. How is this order potentially meaningful for ACMI operators? Well, we first thing we know for a fact that um, many of DHL's airplanes aren't operated uh, by DHL itself, um, and for example, with the triple sevens. Um, they have 10 at the moment and four more to go uh, this year before the, this new order starts coming in, uh, in 2022. But the 777s right now are operated by Aerologic in Germany and in the US by Glitter and Southern Air. Um, so with DHL generally, we're seeing uh, a clear shift to more um, owned aircraft um, as opposed to aircraft operated by ACMI operators. Um, and that's true for both narrow bodies and wide bodies. But um, this means that there are opportunities for, for CMI operators to, to fly these 777s. Um, but I wouldn't expect, uh, well, I would expect probably um, these aircraft will be going to uh, Southern Glitter and Aerologic, so we probably won't see a, a new triple seven operator for DHL, but who knows? They do like to spread their aircraft out among uh, different carriers. Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out completely at this point, but it uh, seems like there is capacity for. And the other thing is actually that um, 
you were saying, yeah, with the ACMI operators, actually, that we've seen not just DHL with FedEx and UPS uh, over the past couple of months, they've had a lot of capacity being operated by uh, ACMI operators, especially this peak. And with the shift to more owned aircraft, that could uh, potentially result in less flying, uh, less ACMI capacity, but um, we'll have to see, I guess. Yeah, and, and moving away from production freighter orders, uh, we've seen quite a bit of new activity from uh, a couple of Canadian operators uh, this week that uh, do, do, to some extent, signal the, the growth of the freighter fleet uh, that is based in, in Canada. Uh, can you walk us through uh, these, these two orders, Jeff? So firstly, we have Air Canada, which um, signaled last towards the end of last year that they were going to get into the, the freighter market. And so now they have a deal with um, cargo aircraft management for, well, a sale leaseback arrangement uh, for two 767-300 freighters um, that will be converted, 767-300s that will be converted to freighters by um, by CAM or, or by with IAI, but CAM will be overseeing that process. Um, and they expect to have those by the end of this year. Um, and separately, CargoJet um, has raised money for, and they would be using part of that money for five 767 freighters and two 777 freighters in, in the next two to three years um, based on you know, international growth. But that raises uh, a few questions. And you know, one of that, one of those questions is what's that uh, Where's that growth coming from, or you know, what's it being driven by? Is it their their own network, or is it um, you know coming from from companies like Amazon and DHL? Um, we know CargoJet has and is operating fl uh, flights for, for both Amazon and DHL. So, um, and the other question is with the sevens with the triple sevens particularly which, uh, which variant of the 777 um, are they referring to? We don't know yet. That's a, that's a great question. Uh, one that is fun to, to mull over. Uh, you know, the, the equity offering is set to close next month. So I'm sure after that closes, we'll, um, we'll start to have a better idea of um, you know, more concretely where some of this equity is going to flow. Uh, but now with the, the uh, estimate of 350 million Canadian, uh, seems pretty safe to say that these, are, these do not uh, reflect uh, you know, a, a new order directly with, with Boeing for factory built freighters. Uh, instead, you know, these are likely going to be either used 777 freighters or possibly conversions. Uh, you know, looking at um, the, the 777 freighter program, we are starting to see uh, some of the aircraft that were delivered early on in the program, they're starting to come off lease. Um, you know, the, last year, Emirates returned a, a 777 to DAE Capital. That is now with, with Kalita Air. Uh, we've also seen carriers, um, you know, Re uh, reevaluate uh, their 
their um, their fleet needs uh, for the large wide body segment. Etihad, uh, as you reported uh, last week, uh, sold one of its triple seven freighters to FedEx. Um, you know, from what we see, there there is not an abundance of triple sevens coming off lease uh, in, in or around uh, twenty twenty three. Um, but there there are a few options, and, and two is is not out of the question. Uh, also, around that time, we're expecting uh, IAI to begin delivering um, its first triple seven three hundred ERSFs, the the freighter converted variant. Uh, now, again, their their estimates are, are twenty twenty three. The program does not yet have an STC, uh, and and you know how how quickly um, IAI is able to uh, start re-delivering triple seven freighters uh, is still uh, is is unclear at this point. But uh, around twenty twenty three is is not out of the question, and, and cargo jet could be among the first. Uh, operators to take delivery of that airframe. Uh, so, so quite an, an active uh, first couple of weeks of, of January. Um, you know, not often what we expect. Uh, what's on tap for, for next week? Is, is this going to continue? Yeah, sorry, just to go back to uh, the Emirates 777, that was, that was 2019. That wasn't, I know it still feels like we're in 2020, but that was 2019. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for pointing that out. I, uh, I 2020, uh, blur already <laughs> yeah no so next week um we'll be taking a look at the brazilian market um we're seeing quite a bit of growth there in terms of uh new freighter operators so it's pretty exciting and um we'll, we'll also be revisiting the subject of passenger freighters because that's still going on and um you know we're looking at the the regulatory environment um for these operations and how that might change, um, you know, as we progress through the year. All right, I'm looking forward to it. And fortunately, that's all, all for today. To those of you listening, thank you for joining us on this episode of Cargo Facts Connect. For the latest on all things freighters, freighters and conversions, visit www.cargofacts.com.